Beyond toleration be the love Before pride and exaltation be the love Be the love You are listening to Be the Love to awaken our souls. We are souls on the journey and our mission is to awaken all humans to a higher state of consciousness and live vibrantly as spiritual beings. We are here to open up the conversation to heal, awaken, and connect ourselves and the planet to a higher vibration of love frequency. I am Stacey Musial. And I am Brenda Carey. And we are your co-hosts at Be The Love Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and ascending with us. It starts with you. Everything you need is within you. This is your time. This is Adrian Elise of the Supernova Soul Tribe. This is Mia Tarduno. This is Dig with Sacred Fire Arts, and you're listening to Be The Love Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of be the love to awaken our souls. I am Stacy Musial. And I am Brenda Carey with our special guest, Julie Speechens, back with us today. We are your co-hosts and souls on the journey. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. If you have enjoyed listening to our show, we would be so grateful for a five-star written review on iTunes. Reviews help the show become more visible and spread the word to others. Please check out our Facebook community and get connected with other like-minded souls. And if it feels safe for you, I'd like to begin by inviting you to take a beautiful cleansing breath in through your nose and out through your mouth, releasing anything that is keeping you from being present. And take another deep breath in through your nose, breathing in calm, peaceful, loving energy and breathing out anything you are ready to release in this moment. And take one more breath in through your nose, breathing in light and love for yourself, and breathe out that light and love and sending it back to all of humanity, remembering that you always, always have your breath to come back to. Julie's speech and motto is, worry less, Reiki more. And she began her healing journey when corporate burnout had her feeling like a robot, just going through the motions of life. Reiki has been a springboard to her spiritual awakening and has renewed her life force energy. Through her Reiki master studies, she has released negative energies and destructive patterns that no longer serve her spiritual growth and learned to consciously choose positive emotions and constructive actions. Julie believes that the healing power of Reiki energy is limitless, and she is beyond thrilled to offer Reiki healing, Reiki classes, and psychic medium readings both in person and at a distance. She is a Yusui Reiki Ryoho Holy Fire Level 3 Reiki Master Teacher and a Karuna Reiki Master Teacher, as well as a Certified Medical Reiki Master. She is also the Director of Energy Medicine for Healing Wheel Wellness Retreats. She serves as the Program Director for Life Spark Cancer Resources. Thank you so much for being here with us again today, Julie. Thank you, Brenda. I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah, it's great to see you. 
And for our listeners, uh, please check out Julie's previous interview. That's episode number 76. Uh, and for those of you who missed that last interview, uh, Julie, can you tell us uh, a bit more about your journey and what led you to our topic today, which is medical Reiki? Sure. <clears throat> Thanks. So I, I think like most healers, um, we come to it searching for healing for ourselves first. Um, I never thought I would be treating anyone or have a Reiki studio. I was, like you said, in, entrenched in corporate America <laughs> um, and thought that would be where my path stayed. But um, after a, a perfect storm of grief and uh, significant medical intervention, and as you said, corporate burnout, um, I went searching for something that would reconnect me to something bigger than just the physical, than just the earthly experience. Um, Cause I just had this deep seated yearning for something more. You know, I, I think so many of us just would get into this hamster wheel, rat race, whatever you want to call it, this constant rotation of, you know, eat, sleep, feed the kids, you know, go to work, run the errands, um, do it all over again. And it just feels hollow. It feels meaningless. And, and for me, Reiki was the key to unlocking my sense of divinity, my connection to the universe. Um, and honestly, it's, I just want to shout it from the rooftops because it's um, brought life back to my life. That's beautiful. It sounds like it's been just a powerful force for you and has changed your own life in many ways. And I'm wondering if you can just give us a little background and tell us more about, so what is the difference between Reiki and medical Reiki? That's an excellent question. So really um, medical Reiki just implies that you've also had additional training in hospital protocol, um, that you understand you know, the, the, the rules of engagement really with a surgical staff and um, that you know how to be in an OR in a clinical setting, you know, whether it's a hospice or um, in, a, in a medical facility um, in, a, in a way that is supportive to not only your client or the patient, but also to the medical staff. Um, obviously, there is a little bit of a, uh, a learning curve here for a lot of these wonderful, wonderful medical um, practitioners who are masters of the physical, right? I mean, they work miracles every day. Um, and then here we are stepping into their house, into a very highly regulated, thankfully, necessarily so sterile environment. And we're, you know, bringing um, sort of the, the right brain to a, a left brain environment. We're bringing um, energetic and emotional and spiritual support into um, a very precise environment. So um, how I became a certified medical Reiki master, um, honestly, was I became fascinated from my personal experience. So um, I have two sons. Um, they're three years apart. And my older son had all four wisdom teeth removed, as you do as a teenager, right? But it was before I had any Reiki training. And he suffered. He had four dry sockets. It got infected. He swelled up like a watermelon. I mean, it, it took weeks for him to recover. It was really um, pretty traumatic. Fast forward uh, several years 
to when I did have um, my, all my Reiki master training and I was able to be with my younger son when he had the exact same procedure done by the exact same doctor at the same facility had all four wisdom teeth out. However, this time I was able to accompany him and I was in the surgical suite with him administering Reiki throughout the procedure. And the contrast in their experience cannot be um, overstated. Uh, they, um, Max had no dry sockets, no infection, no swelling, took no narcotics after the procedure. He was rock climbing three days later and eating almonds within the week. Wow. I mean, this is real. This has real benefits in, um, in, in medical settings. So after that, I was hooked. I was fascinated. And, and my search um, to find a way to uh, gain access, uh, to gain acceptance into the medical um, arena led me to this wonderful book. Uh, it's written by Raven Keys. It's called Medical Reiki. And her story is beyond fascinating. She was actually on the ground after 9-11 for nine months giving Reiki to all of the first responders. What a tremendous service um, to provide. And it actually led her a few years later um, to being in the OR with Dr. Oz mm -hmm. while he did open heart surgery for a client of hers. And it's just grown from there. Um, so I, I find it fascinating. It's, it's my passion, honestly. Oh, what a testament uh, with your son's stories at the dentist. And then also, I haven't read that book, so I will definitely put that on my list and check that out. Mm -hmm. but, so what do you think some of the benefits are um, for ha having Reiki during a medical procedure? You touched on it a little bit with your sons, mm -hmm. but um, what other benefits or experiences can people witness or receive? Sure. So it's a wide spectrum. Um, everything from relaxing. I mean, you know, this is a stressful time when we're thrust into, you know, a, a diagnosis, when we're in a hospital, we're in this, you know, foreign sterile environment. Um, so first and foremost, feeling that energetic and emotional spiritual support um, helps relax a patient. Um, it tends to um, reduce pain. It tends to improve heart rate variability and other vital statistics, um, releasing tension, uh, improving um, insomnia, reducing fatigue, anxiety, depression. Um, Reiki stimulates the parasympathetic nervous system, um, which is a fancy way <laughs> of saying that it helps you relax and step out of that busy beta brainwave, that fight or flight response you know, where your body is dumping cortisol into your system and stepping down into an alpha or a theta brainwave. And when that happens, um, all of your body's natural healing abilities are promoted and they have this blissful moment to work on your behalf. Um, typically in, a, in an OR, if a patient is receiving Reiki, there tends to be less bleeding. There tends to be fewer complications. They tend to have shorter hospital stays. Um, and what insurance company doesn't love that, right? <laughs> they tend to have more stabilized blood pressure. They tend to have higher overall satisfaction with their procedure. Um, so that translates into dollars, um, frankly, for hospitals who are looking to gain an edge over other facilities that are looking to draw patients to them. Um, and there are a lot of wonderful, world-renowned, prestigious 
um, medical facilities around the world that are offering Reiki as part of their integrative medicine departments. So we're talking about MD Anderson, Sloan Kettering, Mayo Clinic, NYU. I mean, this is this, these are real um, prestigious, world-renowned medical facilities that are embracing this idea that um, there's so much more to healing than just the physical. That's really beautiful to, to hear that some of these facilities are catching up with this other side of healing. You know, because I think for so long there's been this Western approach and this Eastern approach and they haven't really integrated, but recognizing that, you know, they're, they're starting to in a lot of ways. And I've noticed, you know, that is, has been a little bit, you know, of a theme and, and, you know, as we're kind of catching up to recognizing that both worlds have equal value in a, just a different way. And when we combine them, there's magic in that. And so I'm wondering, you know, as these are beginning to blossom into this new paradigm and shifting and, and the medical facilities are offering these, I'm wondering how does insurance companies like come into play with that? Do they tend to also cover that or what, what does that protocol look like? That's an excellent question. So there is actually a medical billing code for energy medicine. Mm. Um, that's the, the phrase that actually Dr. Oz coined for it. It's now called integrative medicine, but um, they typically the health insurance companies don't yet recognize it. So it is still an out-of-pocket expense. Um, I think it's certainly evolving. It's coming. Um, Reiki's been in hospitals and in operating rooms since the mid '90s. This is not, you know, a completely new idea. I think the um, adoption of it is certainly growing. Uh, I think as more and more empirical data is available, you know, of course, all these wonderful medical professionals um, they love the empirical data. So there are actually um, several organizations devoted to providing really good um, data to confirm that Reiki is better than the placebo effect, um, that, that it does have value, that it really is actually providing benefit. And I will say not only to the patients, but also to the medical staff and to the visiting family. You know, it has this calming presence. Um, and in a lot of countries, uh, you know, it, it's much more widely adopted. It's much more accepted. And um, Reiki is, is just part of the, the, the healing offerings. So I, I do think it's coming, but so far it is still an out-of-pocket expense. Yeah, I I'm, was kind of thinking that was going to be the case, but someday, right? Maybe right. someday health insurance companies will catch on. And, and I, th I do think the studies are important as, as well, because, you know, hospitals and researchers are, are looking to that as evidence uh, for the benefits of Reiki. And you mentioned earlier about hospital protocols, that being one of the differentiating factors between medical Reiki versus regular Reiki, I guess, or Yusui style Reiki. Um, what are, like, do you need to get permission to attend a, like, in a clinical setting for the patient, or how, how does that work? Sure, that's an excellent question. So of course, typically it does first start with a client um, coming to me and asking me to attend them and provide Reiki support during a 
a um, significant medical event, whatever it is. And then I reach out to the surgical staff, the scheduling um, staff and you know, send them a letter explaining who I am and what I do and what the benefits of Reiki are. Some of them are familiar, but some of them aren't, of course. Um, and then of course I, I provide them with my liability insurance and all of my certifications. And um, it helps, I think that I also through my work with LifeSpark that we mentioned, um, that I am an approved volunteer at UC Health Memorial Central Hospital here in Colorado Springs. So I've also gone through all of the volunteer protocol training, um, but certainly it helps to establish a level of comfort with the surgical staff that um, I won't be stepping into, you know, the sterile field, that I won't be wearing perfumes, that, you know, I'll be following all of the, the protocols that, that, that they're following and that I'm certainly respecting um, their role. You know, Reiki is complementary. It's, um, I, I say first and foremost, thank goodness for the miracles of modern medicine. I'm not here to take anything away from that. I think some people feel like, um, you know, Reiki is, is at odds somehow or that complementary therapies are at odds and, and they certainly are not. I say um, it's and, not or, you know, we're, we're helping, we're supplementing um, the medical staff to help them have the most um, uh, uh, productive, you know, the best, the, the best outcomes, you know, for their procedures. We're there to support them as well as we're there to support our clients and their patients. Mm. That's yeah, really just, I love that because, you know, it's giving the client, meeting the client where they're at and helping, you know, the client in the best interest, you know, above the, or not above, but working with the medical system, the medical model within this, uh, the energy system. And I, I would love to hear more, um, more stories um, of experiences that you've had with using medical Reiki and how it's really helped people. And, and so someone coming in, other listeners who might be struggling with, you know, different medical issues um, to really maybe give them some hope. Are there other um, stories that you can share with us? Sure, yeah. Um, so through LifeSpark, we offer free um, Reiki and Healing Touch, which is another energy healing modality to anyone with a cancer diagnosis and their primary caregivers, because certainly they need that support too. Um, and I've had uh, participants reach out to me with such gratitude saying, you know, you've absolutely helped me through, you know, the darkest, scariest time of my life. Um, just having someone support them and, um, you know, they, they, they get so used to being shuffled from one doctor to the next, from one medicine to the next. And, you know, all of these procedures take a toll, you know, it's, it's traumatic. Um, they're life-saving sometimes, thank goodness for them, but um, there is such gratitude and such peace and such um, hope to be found in the idea that um, especially once their medical um, options have been exhausted a little bit, that there is still um, therapy for them that's non-invasive, that's all natural, that doesn't require an injection or an IV or another pill, you know, that, um, that actually mitigates the, the side effects of a lot of those treatments. So um, whether I'm working at the hospital or, or remotely, 
because uh, these therapies do work remotely at a distance, um, which I know is pretty mind blowing for people, but people have all the same healing benefits. They feel all the same physical sensations. Um, I will say recently, I was able to tend to a uh, client while she had her gallbladder removed. And um, I was able to be at the hospital with her because of COVID restrictions, I wasn't allowed into the OR during the actual procedure, but I was able to be with her during pre-op and then to send her Reiki at a distance from the waiting room during her procedure. And then I was able to be with her afterwards in recovery. And this is a woman who has had significant medical intervention in her life and she's had significant complications. So not only was she very nervous about the procedure, um, she legitimately was concerned about blood clots and breathing problems and, you know, her pulse ox being reduced, you know, with the anesthesia and, and all sorts of complications that she'd already experienced in the past. And she'll be the first one to tell you that she sailed through her procedure with flying colors. Her vitals were, you know, ideal. Um, she had no blood clots. She was um, able to avoid taking any narcotic medicine at all after her surgery. Um, and she you know, was concerned about that. She'd had reactions to nar narcotics in the past. She took nothing but Tylenol. I mean, I think all of us are a little bit concerned, right? And, and certainly the medical staff are concerned about prescribing narcotics. Lots of people have reactions to them or addiction issues. So I think for people who um, really need some healthy, alternative to some of these heavier medications, Reiki is a wonderful opportunity um, to, to naturally reduce some of the pain and anxiety around a significant medical procedure. Mm. I love that story. That's really powerful and quite a testament to Reiki. You, you mentioned in that story that so you were with her in person at pre-op, but then you did distant Reiki. Can you maybe explain to some of our listeners the difference between distant and then as opposed to like in person? Sure. Um, so in pre-op and recovery, I was able to be right there with her in the hospital room, hands-on. Um, and it, it does boggle the human mind a little bit, but healing energy knows no distance. Um, quantum mechanics is amazing. And this therapy works, even if you're not in the same room. Um, basically, we're all made of energy. We're all nourished by it. We're all healed by it. And we're all connected by it. Uh, it's easy to forget when we're just in the physical and we're focused on you know, the, the human earthly experience. But there's so much more to us than just this physical body. We are energetic beings first and foremost. And um, part of the Reiki, you know, tools and techniques uh, establishes that connection and maintains it. And what was interesting with my client while she was receiving, you know, while she was actually undergoing the procedure, I knew the moment that they made the incision because suddenly I felt a sharp pain, almost like a, a, a cramp um, right where the gallbladder is located. So there is some medical intuition um, both ways. And um, she actually uh, felt you know, such calm. She felt, you know, like she was surrounded by angels. Uh, you know, whatever your religious framework is, Reiki is not religious. It, it meets you where you are. It, it helps everybody. It can do no harm. It requires no belief to receive the healing benefits. So I think 
anytime we can provide that support, that opportunity, that encouragement um, for people to feel any level of, of spiritual or energetic or emotional support, you know, those things are all tied together very closely. Um, I think especially when we're thrust into, um, you know, the medical environment, that's when we need it the most. Yeah, absolutely. And just, I love that, you know, being able to provide that space, that's that feeling of calm, but then also how tuned in you are with that person as you are providing that Reiki and not being impacted by distance, um, you know, and I know for me, I've had energy sessions from across the world um, and it's been equally as effective and very powerful mm -hmm. so it's um yeah the time and space as our as our minds you know tend to go in this linear fashion you know it's really this uh quantum expansive field um there's no boundaries with that time and space so it's really powerful i'm wondering too um so as we're talking about the medical model um, or bringing the Reiki into the medical model, into the medical field, um, I'm also wondering about, you know, the root cause of disease and how Reiki can help support someone even before getting into going into surgery. And, and do you support people in that process and, and how to, kind of support people in kind of getting to that root cause of the dis-ease. And I say dis, you know, D-I-S right. hyphen ease, ease, right? Yeah. So I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about that. Sure. Yeah. I think that's a vital um, point to make here is obviously um, Reiki is a preventative treatment as well. So as you mentioned, um, you know, you've, you've heard of your aura and your chakras, turns out those are real <laughs> and they're really important. They're actually the first layer of our immune system. We call it the biofield. And all of our physical symptoms, um, ailments, pains, diseases begin in our biofield first before they ever manifest physically. So um, I'm personally fascinated by this idea that we hold emotions, we hold traumas, in different places in our bodies. We do it subconsciously, we don't mean to. Um, maybe if we knew better, we'd do better, but um, we tend to hold on to trauma in, in physical ways. It's like energetic knots or tangles, like energetic hair in the drain. Um, for instance, our gallbladder tends to hold resentment. Our liver tends to hold anger and rage. Our adrenals um, tend to hold fear. You know, it's um, of course, our hearts hold grief. You know, some of this is, is pretty intuitive, but aches and pains, um, rheumatoid arthritis, MS, you know, a lot of these mystery diseases have emotional and energetic roots. And to me, Reiki, it's, it's higher frequency energy than anything we can create within ourselves. So when we receive a session, it's like pouring hot water over ice cubes. We're literally flushing out negative, stale, stagnant energy. We're fleshing out those knots, those wounds, those tangles. Um, and then we're filling back up with higher frequency energy and call it what you want. Chi, prana, life force energy. For some, it you know, feels heaven sent. Um, it's, it's just a way of healing at the root cause of, of these 
physical symptoms and physical diseases. So certainly um, before you have a diagnosis, it, it's beneficial for everyone. You know, it helps you relax. It helps you sleep better. It, um, it helps you, I say it raises my inner peace baseline, if that makes sense. You know, it, it keeps working beyond the session. So it's like it plants these little positive seeds that empower you to make healthier choices, um, to pause and respond rather than reacting. You know, it just, for me, it helped me tune into my soul self, you know, to my connection to the universe. Um, and I think there's benefit in it for everybody. And, and everyone experiences it a little bit differently. For some people, they get waves of tingling during a Reiki session, you know, sort of like when music gives you goosebumps. Um, some people will have a pain come up and go away, or they'll feel a hot flash or a cold flash, or um, similar to a hypnosis session, they may feel very heavy, like their body weighs 10,000 pounds, you know, and that's part of that delicious theta brainwave state where we're able to turn down the volume on all the human thoughts and step aside from all of that stress and anxiety and just step into a rest and restore mode. Mm. Yes, I've I've noticed when I've received Reiki, it's it's so interesting. Like sometimes I'll get like little muscle twitches. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like really fast, but it's like it's like that quick release. And yep. it just kind of almost surprises me as well. Like my leg will just twitch and I'm like, oh well, I guess I let go of that. Mm -hmm. Um and, I've and also had to... oh, sorry. so sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, and, and you don't have to be able to articulate, you know, when you have an energetic release like that, it's okay if you don't know what that was, you know, just be grateful that it's gone. <laughs> Sorry yeah, yeah. talk over you. Go ahead. Oh, no, that's okay. As I say, the other thing that, and this was a while back when I was first receiving Reiki, I, I um, released a lot of grief. Sure. So I would have tears and kind of like silent tears, not like full on bawling, but like just these silent tears that would come down and stream down the side of my face. And sometimes I knew what it was about, but sometimes I didn't. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was another way that my body released was through these like quiet tears. Absolutely. Yeah, that's so normal and beautiful. It's such, there's such catharsis, there's such healing to be found and just letting it go and finding a safe and sacred space like a Reiki studio where there is no judgment. And there is just, um, you know, this idea of unconditional love um, and acceptance and freedom through forgiveness. You know, it can really promote all sorts of um, healing at all levels. Like we mentioned, you know, mental, physical, emotional, energetic, spiritual, conscious, subconscious, it goes where you need it to go. Um, and, and on the table, I have people, like you said, twitching, crying, coughing. Um, some people feel nothing and just fall asleep and that's okay. Snoring is beautiful too <laughs> because they're relaxing. And, and even if that's all it ever is for someone, um, that's got an, a wonderful purpose all on its own. So whatever the reaction is, um, it's normal and it's good and it's healthy. Yeah. And I just want to emphasize too on how the body really you know, stores that emotion and remembers, you know, from a lifetime, you know, of events and traumas and emotional reactions and memories. And so, yeah, so when you're on the table and your body is releasing, we don't always have to know what it's about. You know, we just trust that our body knows what to release in that moment. And I know for me, when I'm 
you know, in that place, I tend to yawn a lot. So my yawning is my purging and my releasing. And that just feels really good. And I, sometimes I have to like exaggerate that to like really stretch out that energy and and release it and let it go. But that has been really powerful. So, but sometimes I think the mind wants to make up those stories on what it's about, you know, what is the, what are the tears for? What, why am I angry? And sometimes there's no words for it because we might not know because there is so many layers to the human, you know, system and emotional experiences and even, you know, having events that were pre-verbal. So it could have been like a time of, you know, before and like in the womb or childhood or even a past life, I think, you know, where we're releasing a lot of energy. And I think as a collective right now, we're really tuning into even that collective energy. And sometimes that doesn't have words because we're feeling such a deep grief or deep, you know, sadness or pain um, around the collective energy. And so just trusting that our bodies are so wise and there's so much wisdom there to really release. And, you know, whether or not we're in a session or, you know, in our own lives going through our day and we need to just sit and tune into our bodies. And so I think, yeah, just the the body itself is so, so wise. And so I'm wondering, do you, do you have people that typically will they come to you beforehand or is the medical Reiki, is that kind of like their last, um, I guess I want to say last ditch effort to, you know, the healing, do they come to you as have they been working with you or is it something that they've been, they start to recognize as, oh, this might be helpful in this situation. So it's, it's a mix, right? As with all things, um, some of my medical Reiki clients have been Reiki clients, um, previous to a diagnosis or previous to needing a procedure, um, and they already know the benefits and they know they want that support in the medical setting. Um, a lot of, um, I would say the, the vast majority of our LifeSpark participants, however, um, suddenly have, have received a cancer diagnosis and suddenly they're open. They wanna try anything and everything and whatever works, give it to me, I, you know, it's scary. So I think it's a mix. Sometimes people come to it, you know, understanding that, um, they, they do have energetic and emotional roots to, you know, possibly whatever this procedure is. For instance, the woman um, who had her gallbladder out recently, um, when I was giving her Reiki originally, I, before I knew anything about any gallbladder complications, when I got to that area over her body, I said, oh, I, you know, I feel resentment. I feel resentment here. And I, I feel like it's um, been ongoing for a long time. And is it actually causing you physical pain? And she, you know, burst into tears. Yes, I, I know exactly what that resentment is for, uh, for my, you know, ex-husband and, um, you know, a complicated um, family situation there. And, and she absolutely understood that it was manifesting physically in her gallbladder. And because she had that emotional intelligence, that awareness, she was able to, and together we set the intention that the gallbladder removal which actually, um, funny enough, 
occurred on the anniversary of her ex-husband's passing um, became a wonderful opportunity for true, deep, authentic, lasting emotional release and healing and forgiveness. And, you know, it was a beautiful process to watch her come to that acceptance and that forgiveness. Um, and, and I imagine she won't have um, any more physical manifestations of it. So it was a really a wonderful wake up call for her and a moment, you know, for uh, left and right brain, you know, to work together and accept that, you know what, this physical problem really does have emotional roots. And as I remove the physical, I'm willing to release the emotional and the energetic. So I think, I think it's a mix, you know, you know, some people certainly when they're suddenly um, presented with a significant medical diagnosis and, and challenge and, and healing journey, um, suddenly they'll try things that they weren't open to before because, um, you know, whatever works. And I think it's different for everyone. You know, Reiki may be the thing for you, um, or it may be Qigong, it may be EMDR, it may be hypnosis or homeopathy or acupuncture or, you know, any of these other wonderful therapies. I mean, obviously I'm going to promote uh, Reiki to the, to the ends of the earth. I, I really hope I'm on the front wave of bringing Reiki into the um, medical facilities um, and really combining, you know, the science and the spirit and, and the allopathic with the homeopathic, because that's what's worked for me. And I've seen such amazing results with myself, my family, my clients, you know, it's, um, it's as, as we said to start, it's, it's limitless. And why not use every tool at our disposal to help us truly find well-being? Mm, what a powerful mission that is to bring Reiki um, more in the in the front lines of hospitals and medical facilities. So I'm curious, how does one become a medical Reiki master? Is it similar to the Yusui lineage? It is. Um, and actually, you need to already be a uh, Reiki master before you can become a certified medical Reiki master. Um, so through Raven Keys Medical Reiki International, if you're already a, a Reiki master, you can sign up for that training and receive that certification. What does that process look like? Um, similar to any other, you know, Reiki class um, where it's a weekend, you know, it is a bit of a time commitment um, where you're, you're learning the protocols, you're working through a manual, you're doing um, hands-on or distant healing practice, you're doing uh, what we call attunements. Um, so for any listeners who aren't familiar at all with Reiki training, um, simply put, it, it feels like a guided meditation, but um, it's actually um, opening your, your chakras, your hara line, that, that line of, of uh, energy that runs from your crown to your root down your spine. You know, it's, it's sort of like um, when they upgrade the, um, the bandwidth to your neighborhood for the internet, you know, and they put in uh, bigger pipes or faster cables or, you know, whatever the, the wonderful uh, technology is, um, you're literally opening up your ability to receive and to channel healing energy and anybody can learn to do it. You don't have to be born with any special abilities or anything. Um, it's, it's innate. It's, I think it's in us um, always. Uh, I like to say, I'm not really teaching my students. I'm helping them remember. Love that. And I'm wondering if you can also recommend maybe any books or classes for anyone interested, any other books, I know you recommended that one book, um, but anyone interested in learning about medical Reiki or just 
tuning into their intuition and getting them started on this path? Sure. Um, there are so many wonderful books on Reiki. Um, Hands of Light is one. Um, spiritual Reiki is another. The Art of Psychic Reiki is another. Um, if you're interested specifically in medical Reiki and, and you have more of an analytical mind, there is this wonderful book called Reiki in Clinical Practice, a science-based guide. And it walks you through, it's by Anne Baldwin, and it walks you all uh, through all sorts of empirical studies, empirical data um, from you know, prestigious world-renowned um, medical facilities around the world. Uh, and I personally think it's fascinating. Um, of course, you can read about it a little bit on my website, soaringheartenergies.com. Um, and you can also go to Raven Keys um, website and um, you know, sign up for her training or, or read more about it there. Wonderful, thank you. Yeah. And can you tell our listeners where they can find you and what you're currently working on? Sure, thanks. So I do have a Reiki studio in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Uh, my website is soaringheartenergies.com. You can also follow me on Insta and Facebook, Soaring Heart Energies. Um, I am offering uh, Reiki sessions, Reiki classes. I teach level one, two, master and karuna. Um, I also do a, a monthly online event called Soul Journey Sundays, where I have this wonderful team of intuitive artists and it's psychics and mediums and shamans and um, uh, artists who draw aura graphs and all sorts of wonderful things. It's like a psych de soleil, <laughs> if you will. Um, and you can, you can buy tickets on Eventbrite for that. So, and mm -hmm. as we mentioned, I'm into wellness retreats and sound baths and all of these wonderful mm -hmm. things. So, yeah. I love that. Thank you. And that sounds lovely. Yeah. yeah. And we'll add those to the show notes as well. So listeners can easily find those. Thank you. Well, and if they have a cancer diagnosis or someone they love has a cancer diagnosis or they're caring for someone, they can go to lifesparknow.org and sign up for free healing sessions. Or if they're a Reiki master who's interested in volunteering and becoming involved with, with LifeSpark and, and providing uh, complimentary Reiki or healing touch to someone with a cancer diagnosis or their primary caregiver, mm. we would, we're always looking for um, new volunteers um, and it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful organization to be involved with. So mm. I would be thrilled to have people sign up for that as well. Wonderful. And thank you so much for the work that you're doing in the world and just bringing this beautiful energy and helping people support people on their healing journey. It's really beautiful. Thank you. And thank you so much for being here with us today. Yeah. Thanks for having it's me. Been a beautiful conversation and Thank you for listening to Be The Love Podcast. If you've enjoyed listening to our show, please share the love by sharing it with your friends, giving us a five-star written review on iTunes, liking us on Facebook, or making a donation by visiting our Patreon website at patreon.com forward slash Be The Love Podcast. Stay tuned for more episodes being released on Mondays at 5.55 a.m. and Thursdays at 5.55 a.m. Mountain Standard Time.
Thank you, Heather Lynn, for providing us with your beautiful song to accompany our show, Be the Love. If you would like to learn more about Heather Lynn and her music, please visit her website at heatherlynnmusic.com. And thank you, Christy Grace at Leading Edge Productions for the beautiful design and graphic. And thank you for tuning in. And until next time, we are souls on the journey to align to our divine purpose and shine our lights. So keep on shining. <laughs>